0: This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. A friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about
1: infrastructure.
0: When 20 years ago, they didn't even know what that meant. Today, those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige, and engineering First.
1: It's impacting everyday Americans. I am
0: against the train... The way it's being
1: done right now. York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today, and at 310
0: metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello and welcome to a very modestly named podcast. Uh, Hopefully we live up to expectations. I'm Fred Mills. I'm the founder, voice and sexy face of the B1M, which is the world's largest, most subscribed to and pretty much best video platform for architecture and construction. We have got 20 million people watching each month, over two and a half million subscribers on YouTube, an incredible team of 15 people, but no podcast. Until today, when we have rewritten the history books and launched uh, a B1M podcast, Hopefully this works, hopefully it becomes a long-term thing. There's a very high chance right now, guys, that you're listening to both the first and last ever episode of this podcast, uh, but we'll, we'll see how things pan out. Uh, now, I'm not alone, you'd be relieved to hear, you're not just going to listen to my voice uh, the whole time, as dreadful as that would be. Uh, I'm joined by some pretty cool people. First off, we have got, uh, from Sydney, Australia, other side of the world, good day, mate, Liam Marsh, who is Hello. B1M's Head of Content Partnerships. How you doing? Hello. Yeah, good. Hello, mate. Uh, yeah, good. Good to be here, guys. Good to have you. Crikey, he's on a podcast. (laughs) There we go. We started stereotyping Australia straight away. (laughs) Also with us is uh, Luke Bly, who emailed Liam and I uh, about a year ago and said, Hey guys, love your channel. Where the hell's your podcasts? Uh, (laughs) Liam and I then caught up with Luke and we're like, all right, sunshine. You want a podcast? You can get a podcast. Here's a job. You're in charge of it. Off you go. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I'm I'm ready to talk some buildings you know I'm, i i just feel it in my soul good stuff what, what brings you onto a construction podcast luke out of, out of interest <laughs> <laughs> well i'm
2: not entirely sure fred uh i would consider this like one of my hobbies i think like construction keeping up with construction um, i've watched the b1m and Tomorrow's Build for a while. B1M, you know, obviously been around longer. I've watched that channel for ages. Um, and I used to surf a lot of like uh, construction and skyscraper architecture forums. Um, I love photography. So that kind of goes hand in hand with taking photos of like buildings and things that are being built. Like I just have an interest, like a surface level interest and passion for the industry. Didn't go to university to study it. Um, so that's why I've got really like surface level understanding of this stuff, but I kind of like it that way, you know? And I think the B1M was always, for me, it was always like accessible for people like me, right? It's not like I have to have a degree to understand what you guys are talking about. You make it interesting for me. So yeah, I love that kind of side of YouTube, you know, education, YouTube.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate. I think the the one word I picked out and all that was surf, um, which made me uh, conjure up images of an internet cafe circa two thousand and one. But uh, but thanks for <laughs> thanks for using yeah, that to describe your way of browsing the internet. Um, <laughs> it's really yeah. good to have you here, mate, um, Liam. What 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 the heck are you doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah, good question. Good question, Fred.
0: Um, I'm I'm just here to spread the word
1: of construction. To be honest, mate, I think. Um, I'm really fascinated by the industry. I think it's a really underserved industry. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think about construction or they don't have any sort of idea or have done any research on the industry, just think it's, you know, guys on a construction site swinging big metal hammers around. Um, But I think when you take a closer look, um, there are so many other skill sets and innovation in the industry that's really not common knowledge with the wider community. So I'm just here to to wave the B1M's flag and really just to to get the message across about construction to a wider community. Um, yeah, guys, that's I think that God, sums it up.
2: That's a, that's a better answer than mine, isn't it? Oh <laughs> he he definitely
0: <laughs> scripted that. He definitely <laughs> scripted that. I know Liam. I, I, thought, about out, I thought about <laughs> that a lot today. I thought <laughs> about that a lot today. I know Liam Marsh, and that's written down, mate, I'll tell you now. <laughs> Um, oh it's good no it's honestly it goes to the heart of what we're talking about and the the whole idea with this is to do what we've done with the b1m you know i started the b1m in my spare bedroom because i used to work in construction it was a really misunderstood inaccessible industry it's served by architecture press that talks to architects engineering press that talks to engineers all in very geeky terms and what i wanted to do is make this industry accessible and exciting to people you know to put it in formats that engage them in the places that they go to you know don't ask people to go to careers fairs or construction events or pick up a hard copy print magazine go to them with cool engaging stories about how this stuff affects their lives and their world on the platforms that they're on every single day so started putting some videos on youtube in my spare time they were absolutely awful self-edited self-shot i was a younger man than i am today it's worth saying go and look back at that <laughs> before i had kids and just ran a business for a few years before the pandemic before inflation um yeah and to see that to see that take off those videos take off i then went full time from my job uh, around 2015 liam joined us 2018 um to grow it to the stage it is now where we've got yeah 20 million people watching a month two and a half million subs on the b1m thousand subs on tomorrow's build filming with richard branson inside big ben going inside nuclear reactors um billionaires row in new york it's awesome it's amazing i have to pinch myself um -hmm. we're now gonna go and with all that confidence under our belt and go, yeah, we can smash a podcast. Let's see what happens. Um, it'd be interesting to see what pop pans out. But the idea of the podcast is the same thing. So this is the reason why you guys are in the room. You know, I'm a bit of a construction geek, probably get a bit too excited about it at times. Uh, the idea, I think, is that you guys can be the kind of the voice of the public in the room and you can help me put this in terms that is accessible to the masses and makes it you know, mm-hmm. engaging in the same way that the B1M did on YouTube
2: yeah I think that's definitely what we're setting out to do, you know, and for me, it just seemed like so obvious when I got in contact with you guys and I was like what's going on like to me <laughs> like i and i've looked with with the deepest respect to other podcasts, but I looked at other construction podcasts and they were either aimed at like again people maybe studying the industry, people that were just i it just felt really inaccessible and a bit um bit snobby, maybe. And B1M isn't that. B1M is like really professional and whatnot. Looks fantastic, looks gorgeous, really, really well executed. But it's still I can just learn from it and enjoy it and then carry on with my day. And if if this podcast can be anything like that, then that's the dream, isn't it? If anything, I think it's like maybe A wee bit more laid back. You're going to see a different side
0: to Fred Mills, people. I'm telling you. A cheeky (laughs) side. And I'll be cancelled after two episodes, probably. But we'll see see how that comes. yeah so worth saying guys the plan for this is to take a look and have a chat about some of the latest video releases that have come out on the b1m uh, and tomorrow's build in a given week and some of the other construction stuff that's happened uh but to talk about it in a way that you don't have to have seen that or watched in advance it's just like us filling you in as if you're having a chat with your mates down the bar um but as we established in some of our test episodes without some of the things that you can't do on a podcast like swearing stereotyping or committing libel um so we'll make, I'm gonna make sure all that stuff is uh, all that stuff is is crops out so uh that's gonna be in episode one but this is kind of an introductory chat so let, let's get to know our fellow panelists shall we what do you what do you love about construction guys this is this is an easy opening question liam
1: for me all right another scripted one fred no um <laughs> my what i find interesting about it I, I i think the key thing for me the industry shapes the whole world around us it shapes your home it shapes the road you drive to work on it's the stadiums you watch your favorite sports teams at and it affects every single person on the planet um whether people know it or not and i just find that so fascinating about the industry um you know as i was saying before when you take a closer look there's a ton of innovation um that's not really common knowledge with the wider mainstream sort of communities um so i just find that just really, really interesting, basically.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that is a like again a bit of a suspiciously good answer. Liam. <laughs> but I'd agree. I'd agree. I've just always been fascinated by like um, the steady sort of pace of like a, a ma- let's say like a massive skyscraper being built, particularly like the Shard skyscraper in London, tallest building in London. Like seeing that just slowly go up, I think I was like. A teenager when that was happening and i remember just coming up to london whether it was like a gig or for whatever and seeing this kind of concrete core at the time i I had no idea that was what it was called but like seeing this concrete core just like get bigger and bigger this structure get taller and then like the cladding go on i thought oh my god this is so exciting and everyone everyone around me thought right okay yeah just no one really took notice so i went on to the internet and that's the beautiful thing with the internet nowadays it's like if you're interested in something you can probably find a forum about it you can probably find a decent youtube like a channel about it and now you can find a podcast about it and <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah that's kind of that's kind of like where my passion comes from in this industry, I suppose, you know, just seeing like the steady growth and like the constant innovation in cityscapes that really, yeah. really interests me. But thanks to you guys, thanks to like, especially like Tomorrow's Build, some of the stuff on there on that channel. Um, it's kind of like widened my interest a little bit into other things, Um like you guys do all sorts of projects on, like, even if it's like new towns, like you did a video about this um, town being built on water in Korea, you know. And I was like, "What? Like, this is ridiculous! It's ridiculous! It's so interesting, so interesting! So, yeah, man, the internet, really, the internet is to thank for all this, really.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, it's one of those industries that he never." ceases to amaze me how much it enables and underpins almost every aspect of our lives and when you think about it it, it is everything that we do and and run across mm-hmm. our societies you know the, the homes we wake up in that dictate our outlook and how we feel when we get up in the morning the roads railways airplanes that we travel on to get to work or to get around or to see family or to run our businesses the offices we work in the facilities we use you know it's the energy systems that provide our energy it's it's absolutely huge it touches every single part of our life and enables everything And i think i've always been fascinated by that you know i've always found construction is kind of one of those things that shows what human beings are capable of for better or worse yeah. sometimes yeah you know i've stood at the foot of skyscrapers and gone wow you know somebody had the idea somebody had the money and they it started in one person's head and it came from you know, who we then went through a board meeting or a wider discussion and they got architects involved and suddenly there's hundreds and almost thousands of people building these projects, but it shows that if you can dream it and if you can imagine it, you can make it possible and anything is possible. And yeah, yeah, that for me has just always got me really excited. That's that's the bit that I've always had in me since I was a kid, I guess. And I think, I think a lot of the industry sometimes forget that. I think we get very bogged down in the processes and how we do it and the bureaucracy and whether we're doing it right. And You know, important issues like sustainability and health and safety, um, uh, gender equality, all those important things. But we sometimes forget what we really do and the impact it has. And what I really want to do is celebrate that a lot more and show the whole world that. Because if the whole world gets that, that's how you get more people into the industry. You know, Mm -hmm. we live in a society these days where people... They don't want just a nine-to-five job and a salary. That's kind of a given. They want to feel like they're making a difference in the world, that they're adding social value. And for me, this is the number one industry to do that in. If you want to address climate change, if you want to shape the world, if you want to shape societies, if you want to give kids a better start in life by sending them to a nicer school, construction is the way to do it.
2: And it all starts with buying a kid a Lego set. And they go from
0: there. Construction, building, right? Is that where <laughs> yeah. you just started, Fred? <laughs> Mate, I had, I had a Lego city on my bed. So, sorry, under my bed. <laughs> so, I had uh, this like oh. enormous cardboard sheet. I think kind know where it'd come from, like a bit of packaging or something. But I had a cardboard sheet that, that slid under my bed so I could slide it in and out without disturbing the Lego. Um, yeah. And I built this Lego city on it, but it could only go so high because it was going to hit the underside of my bed otherwise. So, <laughs> it was like a, a low rise city. Um, but it was, I just <laughs> played with it for months, mate. I think probably a couple of years I worked on it and added things and changed things. And then, knocked a building down put a new building up you know it was just yeah i sound like a very i'd had no girlfriend (laughs) it was a very geeky time in my life um but but yeah i just i'd love that and i did i did dt at school and then construction at uni and then went into construction found that needed to be shouted about a bit more and started a youtube channel so I'm i'm talking a lot about my life what tell us about your childhood liam (laughs) <laughs> I was
1: I was going to say I thought you were talking about um when you're at university playing with the letter set there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> nothing,
2: wrong <with> <laughs> nothing wrong with that.
0: There's nothing wrong. with that.
1: Nothing wrong. Nothing at all wrong with that. I was actually going to ask you, friend. I've actually um, never asked you when
0: you knew you were going to get into construction, like from an early age, and you just basically answered that for me. Yeah, I, I didn't really know. It wasn't like a clear thing. I just that's why I was interested. In. That's what I was drawn to. So. That's what I did. You know, I remember going to yeah. my, been dropped to my granddad's house. He had a shed down the end of the garden and just like making stuff with him in his shed was just really good fun. And yeah. And then it, I kind of, as I got older, made a more conscious decision to go that way. So, so yeah. How about you, Liam? When did you know that, um, you wanted to work with me for the rest of your life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my life. That's, that's not on your that's, script, is it? It's not in my contract. Um, I think, um, Coming to work at the B1M was more of a um, purpose rather than just another job. I think I really bought into uh, the Fred Mills spill on uh, the industry, what the B1M was trying to do, um, where where we wanted to take it. And I, and I bought into it. I mean, I've had a lot of worked in a lot of sort of media, um, publishing businesses, digital agencies, things like that. And it was typically just a job. Um, it wasn't really purpose driven. And when I came in and went for the interview, I think I was quite convinced on the the ambitions, the goals. Um, yeah. And I was sort of hooked from day one. I mm. bet you weren't expecting that
0: response, mate. No, it sounds like a bit of a love in this. I, I haven't paid Liam to say this. We're kind of, we're kind of wax lyrical about the b one ms all little bit. It
2: doesn't, wow. doesn't feel
0: real. <laughs> I believe that you can... Um, I don't believe in running a business just to make money. I think businesses are vehicles for... Doing bigger things and having an impact on the world. And that's what we're trying to do with B1M. So, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think, I think as well, a big thing for me is just, it's sort of like what you're saying with, with construction. I, I actually quite like, you know, seeing the structures go up over time and things like that, you know, uh, skyscrapers topping out and things like that. When I started the B1M, we had 108,000 YouTube subscribers or something like that. And it was like 3 million views a month. And I was talking to clients and things like that. And then each month it was going up 100,000 subscribers, 200,000. You know, we're at, 2.5 million now um so just watching that the growth has mm. just been awesome Like right? honestly it's been really cool over the years just watching that grow and grow and grow really we,
0: um, we had a small following and then liam joined and yeah. it all took off that's, <laughs> that's what we, basically <laughs> what i'm getting at <laughs> what's um Since what's it. your what's your favorite building guys um, you had to pick one you go for no,
2: little. you can't make me pick just one, one Fred. You
0: can't make me pick one. My right. favourite movie in it is tough.
2: Shut up. And mate, listen, I can't answer that either. You know, I can't answer that. It's between. <laughs> um, it's maybe it's a bit boring, but I'm a little bit biased because I love London so much. Um, and obviously I've grown up like on the doorstep of London, but I love Saint Paul's, Christopher Wren. Like, it's just, it's just a classic, beautiful. Um, I really like the Gherkin skyscraper is a modern building i think the gherkin i think we could do like a whole just a whole series on this building right like when it comes to modern cityscapes the gherkin or 30 St. Mary Acts, whatever they want to call it in the professional world, in the business <laughs> world, um, the Gherkin, it it really changed London and it changed the future of London because now yeah. London's gone from being a low-rise city to like a proper skyscraper city in a matter of like, what, two decades? That's kind of crazy, right? Like, the it, it, I think Gherkin topped out like 19 years ago. Um, it's beautiful. I think it's a shame that it's kind of being like, covered up now by a lot of angles from the city, like especially from like West and central London. Um, But also cheeky shout out to the Chrysler building in New York City. Nice. Oh, oh my days. Uh, again, I love of skyscrapers. I think that is just so beautiful. Such a gorgeous, pretty building, feminine, almost building. It is so, so, so gorgeous. I love it. You're attracted to this building, so- Luke. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There's a podcast sure. segment. Building with well, to attractancy. It's timeless, man. It's timeless. And it's one of those things like, um, I think a good designer um, always says like a kid could kind of do the silhouette of a good design, you know, and the Chrysler building, it, it, along with the Empire State, but I don't think Empire State has quite as much beauty in it but chrysler like every kid if you asked a kid to, i'll draw a skyscraper it'd probably look a bit like the chrysler building right like the, the silhouette yeah. of it yeah I, th- I think it's gorgeous that's my answer the answers anyway <laughs> what about you mate what, what would you say
1: me i i'd have to go saint paul's as well mate saint paul's cathedral was one of the first buildings of that sort of stature that I'd ever seen coming from a small town in New Zealand. You know, you've found you don't have any of that kind of Baroque architecture. You don't have any of that kind of architecture. And I remember coming here uh, when I was 19 and just standing in front of it and I was just blown away. I was just like, Holy crap. This is truly an Epic building, the details and the forms, the yeah. marble, the, the decorations in, inside. Um, yeah. I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of modern skyscrapers. Um, I typically like that sort of 17th, oh. 17th century architecture. Have um, I, I had a modern one? I'm a sucker for the walkie-talkie in London.
2: What? I really love that.
1: Yeah, I love oh. that
0: building. Get, Get off my podcast.
2: The walkie-talkie. Oh, it's brilliant. You like some you like some, thick. You
0: like it some it thick. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Do you, are you, are you talking about the right building here? No offense to yeah. the architect, by the way. Sorry for this
1: Oh, yeah, I am hundred percent. It's got. A, I've got a soft spot for it. Talk us
0: through it. What? What?
1: Why? <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing really to it, mate. I just like the shape of it. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I think it looks cool. <laughs> Fair enough. There's literally nothing else to it.
0: That's the first time I've heard Liam talk about uh, Baroque architecture, or Baroque architecture. Um, mm. there's actually, it made me think of a, a cheeky little architecture reference in uh, the Beauty and the Beast movie, released in 1992, um, where he says, he's talking about the castle, and he says, uh, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it, which uh, I think is a very good little architecture. What?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: what? It's a very good little architecture line. Always makes me laugh. There,
2: what, they actually say that. They actually yeah. say that. You said these. The, if you never... look
0: up, you will see the flying buttresses that date from the late Baroque period. And as I always say, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it.
2: I wow. I uh, I never saw Beauty and the Beast till like I was mm-hmm. married. Same with like a lot of <laughs> Disney films. Like I never watched Disney films when I was a kid.
0: Why did you have to be married to watch Beauty but, and the Beast?
2: Because my missus made me watch that. What's your reason for watching strong? it? What was your reason for
0: watching it, Fred?
2: It's a great yeah. movie.
0: It's a, it's a tale as old as time, mate.
2: Oh, no. there we go. There I we go. I get that now, but I wouldn't have a few years ago. So, no.
0: what's what's your favourite building, Fred? Do you know? Um, I, I'm actually not going to go for building. I'm going to go for a bit of infrastructure. That's okay. Um, but mm. for me, the Golden Gate Bridge is is one of those things. And it's not just because oh. it's a massive bridge and it's an incredible feat of engineering. But it... They did the impossible. You know, nobody thought that bridge could be built. It was an impossible straight to cross. The water was too strong. It was too deep. The geography was too challenging. There weren't the resources to do it. And they... They chipped away. They believed, and through these incredible feats of engineering, they made this thing happen. And for me, it like I know a lot of workers died. It's got a terrible health and safety record. It was you know built in the 1930s, um, but I think it really speaks to what construction can do and what's possible. I think it helps that it's be- it's built on the far west coast of America. It's very mm. much the edge of the frontier. You know, it's the future mm. at the time. You know, it's it's what you know, people were pushing the boundaries of what they thought they could do um i've got a picture i've got a picture of my office wall actually of uh, a guy an engineer in the 1930s stood on top of one of the bridge towers looking across at the other bridge tower and they just strung the first bit of wire between the two towers it's just water between this black and white photo but he's just like stood looking out across the californian horizon at this project that's being built in this impossible mm. location and for me that just like sums up what this industry does what it's capable of and what Mankind can do, and what all of us can do, and put our mind to it. So, um, yeah, that's that's my project. Also, like the Gherkin, I think Norman Foster's uh, one of his best bits of work. It really gave permission for skyscrapers in London to happen and think outside the box. So, yeah, mm. all, I can also relate, Luke. Good man.
2: I thought if, if you... you were going to say infrastructure, I thought you were going to say DLR or something, mate, because mm. Docklands Light Rail, East London is the one. <laughs> Not quite Everyone's a bridge there, train. is
0: it? Not quite the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't
2: know, mate. I don't know. Have you been to Canning Town and seen the huge <laughs> station? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a beautiful answer. Go on, Liam. Sorry, mate. No, I was just going to say, Fred, What if you could
1: work on any project that's finished in the last five years, what project would you have wanted to w- have worked on?
0: Ooh. Oh, that's
1: a good shout, mate.
0: I do really like the – I know we've done a lot of stuff about – in row in New York but I do mm. really like those super slender skyscrapers again yeah. they're a product of uh, tax loopholes and they're kind of engineered for rich people to store their money but uh, as a feat of engineering and a piece of architecture they're just insanely cool and I love a good view of New York so the chance to mm. go up high every day and see that would be uh, yeah pretty awesome mm. also not mm. Sagrada Familia I do like Sagrada oh. and it's ongoing yeah there's also McDonald's mm. next to it and I am quite partial to a Mackey D's when travelling Right, yep yeah, we've established
2: wow. that, haven't we? Like, when we've had our chats before <laughs> that we like <laughs> testing the McDonald's abroad,
0: or Fred does. Really? Architecture sp- through international Mackie basically. If, it, if yeah. there's a McDonald's next to it, I'll sit in the Mackie D's, watch it. There's one day the arch of Triumph, I think. There you go. There's one everywhere, mate. There's one. <laughs> there's one opposite the pyramids of Giza in
2: Egypt, right? <laughs> like Never wow. more than two meters <laughs> away. No, it's the KFC. It's a KFC slash pizza hut, I think, and it's really famous because they got like a terrace. You can go sit and eat like a bucket of fried chicken and watch wow. the sunset on the pyramids. So, if you want a romantic holiday, everyone, culture. <laughs> Yeah, big culture. Kentucky meets uh, ancient Egypt, and you know where to go. You, wow. so Fred, you like you like architecturally speaking. Do you like those skinny scrapers
0: in New York? Yeah, never never been big on girth, really. I just uh, <laughs> it's more about the height. <laughs> I think um, no, I do. I think they. I think there is a lot of uh, discussion, rightly so, about how they are impacting one of the world's most famous skylines. But that's the point of New York. That's the point of its skyline is. Yeah, you know, there there are all these engineering evolutions. You know, the Empire State was the tallest building in the world for 40 years when it was first built because it was such mm. an engineering feat. And then, you know, uh the, the Twin Towers came along, they were replaced by One World Trade Centre, um, you've got Hudson Yards rising above a live rail yard, and you know, they've built skyscrapers over a live rail yard, and now that they're the next Man. part of the the city's story, and they kind of speak to you know what the city's doing at the moment, what's you know, they're a product of all kinds of types of demand and loopholes in the system but they they prove once again what mankind is capable of achieving you know they've got a, these incredibly small parcels of land they want to maximize their return so they've created these incredibly thin incredibly elegant almost impossibly to imagine standing mm. skyscrapers mm.
2: they seem just so off balance
0: though i remember
2: going to new york in 2016 i think i went to the top of the rockefeller center right and it, which has I think, like, the best view of New York. Yeah. Um, Much better when when you go to the top of the Empire State Building. Like, I think we were talking about that the other day. When you're at the top of something like Empire State Building, like, you can see all of New York, but you can't see the Empire State Building. So it kind of, like, you feel a bit cheated by it. But Rockefeller Center looks fantastic, right? And it's a little bit more, um, I don't know, like, north than Empire State Building. So you get a closer view of these Skinny scrapers, and I remember in 2016 seeing is it 432 Park Avenue, like the white one? Yeah, you know, like the white cube one. I think that's by the same architect who did the walkie talkie, Raphael Vinoli. Is it? Yeah, um, Vinli, yeah, yeah, Vinoli. Um, really, really, really odd looking skyscraper, like the proportions of it. You're like, oh, mate, I don't know if it like fits in. Maybe it helps now. There's more skinny scrapers. On that yeah. row,
0: maybe I don't know, but he was inspired by a uh, trash can. There's like this sort of uh, trash can with holes in that inspired him for that building. Yeah, people, what the one in New, New York? About that. Yeah, or walkie-talkie, <laughs> 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 or both. 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 To be honest, mate, I know which one I put in the bin.
2: <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't a? Uh, <laughs> it like a pencil that Iconic. like
0: kind of inspired um,
2: skyscrapers in New York in the first part, in the first place? I'm pretty I'll sure it was right.
0: Verify that and get back to you. I do not know.
2: Yeah, no. Do you know what? Don't verify it. Take it as a fact from me. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. What I bring to the table. Do any of you guys have like? Because I know it by the sounds of it, we're already like proper biased toward like London and New York. Do any of you guys have like a favorite city for architecture construction? Like outside of like London or NYC, Florence and Italy has beautiful architecture.
1: The whole town is just planned perfectly in, in mm. the sense of like visually pleasing. <laughs> um, I'd say Florence. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed with that, the old architecture, just the big town squares. Yeah. That's a favorite for me. Definitely. I'm
0: actually just up the road from Liam and I'm in Rome. Um, I think there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of scale there. Yeah. Um, it really shows you where we've come from and where we're going. Um, yeah, I've often felt very dwarfed in. Re- obviously, a lot, a lot of it is uh, religious architecture, which is designed to make you feel very small uh, and humbled and pay homage to, uh, you know, religion. So I think it's diff- different types of religion. So uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've often that's where I've really felt the wow. This is what this industry can do. So also, where are Baroque?
1: Um, architecture came from as well mate just if I oh, yeah.
0: got that on Wikipedia you? Oh. Mm. <laughs> just, just got to that bit of the Wikipedia page Luke. did you say because Fred we
2: were in a pub last week chatting about this and uh, did you see that? because I, I know you've been to Washington DC like we were talking about DC and how like, impressed you were by Washington DC but you know like DC was modeled on a lot of Rome like the layout yeah. is pretty much like identical have you seen that
0: yeah, and planned oh, by the guy who crazy, built the Eiffel Tower, Gustave no. Eiffel. Yeah.
2: Oh my no. word! <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No. Really.
1: <laughs> wow! Did you know the Eiffel Tower was originally proposed to Barcelona? Did you guys know that? No. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah they re- they rejected it. They um they thought it was too ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It, it? Yeah. We're gonna go and build a
0: quick church instead. It'll only take five years. Oh, no, here we are. <laughs> still going.
2: But it goes to show like I feel like we could learn a lot from that. Like there's always I was watching an old video of um well, I say old, it was like 2012 when the Shard completed in London and yeah. like BBC went around asking loads of people their thoughts on it. So many people were like, Oh, I think it's ugly. I don't think it suits london and now it's kind of like synonymous with london right and it, it's not even been up that long like in comparison yeah. to something like the eiffel tower but it goes to show how so many people who are kind of uh, just just get it wrong do you know what i mean they just get it wrong you know because a load of uh people in paris weren't that happy with the eiffel tower were they they were they weren't best pleased with how it looked. They thought it's too tall, too like a monstrosity. They were like, oh, what what's this doing in our beautiful city? And now it is the icon of Paris, isn't it? Arguably. I mean, it's on the PSG football like logo, so. Mm.
0: <laughs> People hate new things and they they hate the change of it and they're not sure about it, but then it becomes almost particularly with cities like some of the big cities we've talked about, London, Paris, New York, um, it becomes normalised to us through pop culture in a way. We see it in so many photographs, so many postcards, so many movies, that it's like, oh yeah, that's the that's One World Trade Centre, and you can't touch that because it's One World Trade Centre, and we, we love it now. Whereas at the time, everyone was like, what the heck have you built? What were you thinking? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Do you think we're living in like a really interesting... Maybe even a revolutionary time for construction and architecture because we live obviously in like a post-COVID world. Or well, you know, we're kind of learning from that, living, learning to live with it. Maybe, however you want to address it. But I don't know. Like, do do you think? Because even like with offices and whatnot, offices have needed to somewhat change, right? Like everything seems to be focused around change. It seems like we're living in a time where a lot more things are kind of shifting and moving and like progressing in different ways. Have you guys noticed that being kind of like Fred, I know you're, you're kind of like an industry insider here, right? So have you noticed since, I don't know, like in, in, in recent times that there's been a huge shift?
0: Definitely. I think I've definitely felt that feeling of my goodness me, there is so much stuff happening in the world right now. Why is it happening in our generation, in our lives? It's not fair. Um, I think if you look back at previous generations, they've all had big recessions, uh, big crashes, world wars. You know, stuff, stuff happens all the time on this planet, mostly by people. Um, so there's always yeah. there's always change happening. But I think, yeah, I think you're right, Luke. I think the industry is going to be forced to go through some really big changes in the next few years. I think it's been, yeah. it's been optional and something it sort of should be doing but doesn't really have to do for the first few years, first couple of decades of this century. But, you know, if we, particularly when it comes to climate change, if we want to build, if we want to tackle climate change, if we want to have a you know more sustainable approach, if we want to reduce our impact on this planet, we have got to build in a more sustainable way. You know, 40% of all greenhouse gas emissions come from our built environment. So, wow. If we're going to do anything about climate change, we're going to have to sort out our buildings and make sure that what the, you know, the existing stock, which is a huge thing, but also anything new we build has got to be done with sustainability in mind. You know, mm. you, you can't tackle climate change without architecture and construction. You just can't. So the industry is going to have to step up to do that and, and shift quickly. But it won't. Well, it will just sit around and go, oh, no. I'm not actually sure climate change is a thing. Oh, you're doing this. You're doing that. You've met that target. We have fudged this target. Oops. The planet's burning down. They'll value
2: engineer it, mate. They'll show us yeah. a big... Shiny render for a skyscraper and then when it goes up you're like, Oh, that cladding a of big, don't look right. <laughs>
0: big, we'll have a big climate summit. Greta will come along, we'll go, Oh yeah, we're doing something about the climate, yeah. And then we won't. And the clock will keep ticking. Sorry, have my climate <laughs> run now. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. What are you what are okay. you guys most looking forward to about this podcast, aside from the intro being over? <laughs> For me, mate,
2: I I think I'm looking forward to learning from the industry a bit more. You know, like I said, I have a very like surface level knowledge of what goes on and like a surface level understanding of how things are built, how things get done. Um, But I feel like I would love to know more about it. And I feel like these kind of like long form discussions almost allow for that, but they also... I mean when when we kind of got together and we were like yeah let's do this podcast um we wanted to keep it kind of chill we wanted to keep it like to that co- sort of pub format you know like two like three mates meeting up talking about construction talking about buildings and so I'm looking forward to just like meeting up with my mates every week and t- and learning stuff but also like bantering a little bit and yeah <laughs> yeah, I, that's a really like generic answer right, but like learning stuff a little bit and just seeing how how everything works. Yeah, that's that's probably my answer mate. Good question though.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm similar. Um guys, um I'm I'm really looking forward to just breaking down each week's video as well in more detail. Um yeah. being over in in Sydney, you know, I catch up with the guys all the time and things like that. Obviously I watch watch all the videos that go out on the channel, but actually a lot of the editorial stuff I'm not across. So actually, going into the details, chatting with the guys, with with you two, and yeah, just a bit of banter, light hearted conversation around construction. Um,
0: I think we established from our first meeting, which uh, which was supposed to go for an hour, and I think it went for two and a half hours. That um, <laughs> we get on, and we had a really good laugh. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a having the crack with you guys each week about. This industry of what's happening. And I think, yeah, like I said earlier, trying to make it feel like you've uh, gone down the bar with your mates to have a chat about what's going on in the world um, will make it more exciting and listenable to people. You can quote me on that when it all goes down the pan, but uh, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how we go. We're calling it the world's best construction podcast. You know, we've, we've gone high, but the bar is low. So <laughs> let's see how we go. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> there we go guys I think that brings us to the end of our little introductory chat uh, if you've made it to the end thank you for listening um, if you've decided this isn't for you then thanks for checking out the B1M podcast we will never see you again if you want more there is more episodes coming uh, we're going to be doing weekly episodes as we said uh, talking about the B1M and Tomorrow's Build video releases some of the construction news that's happened uh, in the industry that week funny comment of the week which I can tell you now from the rehearsals has is absolutely hilarious uh, it's going to be hosted by Mr. Liam Marsh which you'll very much enjoy uh, we also want to hear from you guys, so we're going to be reading out your emails, that's going to be Luke Bly's little section, podcast at theb1m.com, that's T-H-E-B-1-M.com, you can tell I've had to explain that to many, many <laughs> a person before. Uh, what is it, B1M? Yeah, B1M, why is it called now? Oh yeah, just, the amount of time I'll spell this email address out, is crazy, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah, podcast. BIM. The BIM. Yeah, it's the BIM in it, Yeah. <laughs> I watch all your videos at the BIM, yeah, well, you can't have done because at the end of every video, we say B1M. So,
2: Fred, Liam, Fred was like proper ranting about this to me at the pub last week. <laughs> he was, like, there was someone who told me they watched all the videos. Yeah, well, you couldn't have done because I say it every video. Like, yeah, just be honest.
0: In job interviews, like, oh, I love the BIM. Yeah, I follow everything the BIM does. I'm like, mm, or B1M. He was oh, I love B1M.
1: And he's like, it's the. It's the. they're like what What is that it's
0: the b1m not b1m that b1m our legal name is the b1m and it's everywhere it's on our handles on our social media i say it all the time and yet people just go "Mm b1m drives on the wall doesn't it mate does makes me quite angry and walls are constructed so (laughs) the tenuous link of the week is also going to be a new (laughs) section now (laughs) we've just decided (laughs) um guys if you have any comments uh if you want to complain if you're angry about something we've said uh, or you have a thought on something send it in podcast at the b1m.com we may read them out if we like them um if you've given us a nice review and subscribed you will increase your chances of having your email read out <laughs> pure pure bribery here uh but yeah thanks for checking us out guys i hope you keep listening this has been the introductory episode of the world's best construction podcast let's go